Jesse Cayola is here with me and when I heard his story I was like wow I looked it up on the internet and then I saw the incredible massacre that took place in El Salvador and I did not sleep well that night I was shocked about what to see what to hear what to read and this was actually done by humans against humans even children there's an incredible dark force that was over there at that time and you're wondering how things can happen and how do you actually live after that especially when you run away from such incredible horror which is what Jesse's parents did today's title is chaotic peace and how do you get to a full peace to step into life instead of the nightmare of the past Jesse's dad was all the son and dead they believe it was murder and his sister was killed how do you overcome such strategy when it was already terrible from the get-go so Jesse welcome welcome thank to be on the show me. with us thank you now you come out of a tough culture it was passed describe it a little bit to me well um, the name alone chaotic peace uh, it was very chaotic to the point of not really knowing who you were or how things were really different around you know in other people's lives because all you knew is what you were grown up and shown so from having parents that came into that uh, out of that atmosphere of having always being aware of they might be killed any moment things you know there's always might be a raid or there's always a threat to their life it was something that I guess here in the United States or in America, you know, you are not really aware of or had of uh, that spirit or that culture of being fear? always a fear of being in survivor mode at all times. So we learned how to just always kind of grow up in the midst of war in the sense, at least that mindset. Well, that's interesting you're saying that because I just realized my grandmother would not talk to strangers, would not even open up the door for a doctor, mm -hmm. kept the doors locked, would ration certain items all yes. the time because she walked through war. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what you're telling me right now? Yes, uh, having that as a norm at your household, you, you, didn't, you don't realize that when you're young because you just think that's the way th things are, that's normal until you realize it's not. This is not how people normally live, at least not in a war-torn country. Wow. So having that mindset and that spirit and growing up in that, it was, it was normal to fight for whatever you wanted, even to a cookie. Wow, you know? wow, that's huge. Now your dad always looked over his bed, back or over his back because he thought he was gonna get killed. He yes. always did. Why was that? Uh, just what he was involved in, uh, just the lifestyle he was trying to give to us, um, led him to different path that was, you know, not nor not good mm -hmm. in general. Uh, very a lot of uh, illegal things that he had to, you know, uh, leave the country for that reason. Um, so uh, it was, it was, it was, it was very amazing from this point now that I actually realized because um, he didn't really didn't really show that in the sense of he was always trying to bring joy and peace and love because he felt that 
energy that's that is so funny because how can you show love joy peace when your entire body shows opposite you know it's yeah. pretty much impossible yes and and it's more the sphere the atmosphere that's being picked up as those so how old was your dad when he actually was probably killed he was 63 and how old were you i was 22. now at the age of 22 here you are yeah, because I've seen it. I've seen it in some of my family. There is this whole background that is almost pushing you in a way. When you are living with that all your life, you're pushed in a way yes. that you need to somehow control the atmosphere. Yes. What was that for you? For me, it was taking care of my sisters, taking care of my mom, taking care of my grandma, taking care of everybody. I was always the guardian the protector, the defender. I did what I had to do to help them in any way, shape, or form. Now, at age of 22, that's a huge responsibility and a yes. load that's probably too heavy to carry at that time. So what was your comfort? What fixed that? What fixed that was bringing supplements, uh, bringing resources, bringing things that they needed to bring, bringing money, whatever you know, resources they needed, I'll do my best to try to bring it however I was able to. All right. So, and so you, providing. You, so what I'm, what I'm really hearing you say is at that time, with, with your dad providing a way of living, did that become your way of living yes, as well? Yes, a lot so. So all that. Very. So I'm just curious because often what is hunting parents can also hunt you when you pick up the same type of lifestyle. Yes. So when you're dealing with this and you're working through this, did you start like your dad constantly looking over your shoulders? Definitely. Definitely. That's such an interesting concept to me because yeah. there was no peace in that. No. It was chaos. The only peace we had is when we were together and we just shut everyone else out and we just enjoyed each other for those moments for that moment when we did break bread or did have uh, times of dancing. That's where music and all this comes into my life. We did like to celebrate a lot. Um, uh, my grandmother was all about whatever excuses she had to throw a party or, or some <laughs> sort of celebration she would. And um, it lightens things up. It totally does. It takes that things That was away. like our church, you could say. Wow. Yeah. Wow, I like that. You know, that's amazing because when we start turning to God and when we let things go, and Jesse actually was raised very religious, but not so much with, as a relationship with Christ. So what will God do to get a hold of Jesse in a way that he will never forget? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. TV is all about you getting the needs met that you have. Satan wants to steal, kill, and destroy your life, but Jesus wants to give you the abundant life. How do we do that? We have guests with stories, and God wants to do the stories again in your life. He wants to change your life, He wants to improve your life, and He wants you to have all the benefits.
When life spins out of control and you're trying to fix it in your own strength and things get actually worse instead of better and you're doing everything the way you were trained and taught all your life, how do you pick it up when that does not work out? Today we're here to empower you to be a champion and we're going to show you when you're at the end's rope, there are answers. So Jesse, here you were trying to take care of the family, yes. taking on these responsibilities that were probably a brick of weight on you, yes. not wanting to fail and only knowing the way that you were raised up, yes. basically, which was not the legal way. Mm -hmm. So when you dealt all with that, what took place? Did you run to this God that you saw as a very just religious God, but not really connecting to you? Did you see this as, as a God that allowed your dad to die and even your sister to die a year later? Yeah, um, not necessarily because we uh, knew th or the way we grew up was that God, uh, things happen in life. Look at mm -hmm. what Jesus went through and God allowed that to happen. And, you know, a lot. So that was uh, the reality was as long as you had time or you place time with God, like go to church on Sundays, go to mass because, uh, mm -hmm. you know, growing up Catholic, um, you know, just acknowledging or just at least acknowledging there was or is a God, that was already enough. But God has too much things to do, bigger things than to worry about your little problems kind of attitude. Yeah. So in the midst of all that, uh, just always making the best what is going to benefit you and your family. And so what was that turnaround moment for you? Did you snap at any point? Or what is it that helped you switch around uh, to not just survive all the time? There was just a no, there was uh, always a lot of snapping breaking points. It took a lot of breaking points and snapping. You probably ended up in prison. Uh, well, not prison, because I did a lot of things, juvenile hall, uh -huh. uh, camp, all that, you know, all that juvenile hall stuff, uh -huh. definitely. Um, but not prison, hallelujah. Um, from that point on, there was a big transformation going on in my life. What was the key point the, that you want to change? The key point is realizing that where it was heading towards, seeing what my dad had to leave the country, ah. seeing, seeing that... A lot of people around us that were uh, closer to my dad and, and, and a lot of older people were dying or being killed. Like There was a lot of just downfall. The family breaking apart, couldn't keep it together. My grandma starting to lose it because there's, my uncle was starting to go, uh, you know, doing things that, and my dad too that were just bringing chaos to the house. Rather than defending the house, protecting the house, it's like the enemy was just coming against even the little joy that we had or the little uh, peace that we had. And wow, just, it's like that dark force just, just started taking over. You know, the Bible talks about that. Yeah. So, And it says in Ephesians 6 here, I, I'm like, and I wonder if you can relate to that, you know. It says, put on God's complete set of armor provided for us. Well, that's easy set when you don't yes. know any better. Um, so that you will be protected as, as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. Yes. Your hand-to-hand -hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms, for they are powerful class of demon gods and so on. Is that what you started seeing? Yes, uh, I was always aware of things. I was, I had a gift, and I didn't know what the gift was. I thought I was just being tormented, but I used to see a lot of things that people were, I didn't see, 
I'll discern a lot. Now I know what it is. Now I know it's a gift of discernment. Now I know it's a gift of, 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 uh, of, of knowing what the battle is and where the battle and where the battle truly needs to be fought at. And I because I was, I was being defeated in the sense of I just didn't know what could break the certain things around my family. And God, I knew God was the answer religiously. I knew God was powerful and he had control over stuff like that. So I started just as religiously as much as I can seeking him, praying for hours, <laughs> being on my knees. I couldn't stand before God. I, had to, I felt like. But he I? wanted your heart. Yes. But he let me, he let me like do whatever he thought I thought I had to do religiously until, until I got to the point. He's like. When I used to get on my knees, I got on my knees for about three years. I couldn't even stand before God in prayer because I'm not unworthy to stand uh, before Him. Doesn't that happen so often that the shame, the guilt, and the All pain that. makes you run from God instead of to? And when you run to God, you run to Him very uh, ashamed, and, and you just run like, like, please don't throw, don't throw a lightning, I'm not lightning bulb to me because I know I deserve to not even for you to even hear me, you know, stuff like that. And you just kind of feel him from far. But then there was always that pulling, no, son, no, son, there's more. And I was just like, where is this coming so from? So when did you pull into it? I pulled into it when I actually just opened up. I opened up to the point of I knew I had no other hope. Okay. And there was no other way. Unless God came in my life, I knew I wasn't going to survive long. So how did he show you how to live that? Because you did not know how. Uh, surprisingly, one of my closest uh, relative, my uncle, uh, came out of prison. He got saved in prison. So he came out of prison and he accepted the Lord and became a Christian. He went after me because he, I was his nephew and I was the closest one to him. And he knew I was heading down the road that he Your and dad my went. dad went. And he knew how I was and, and didn't want me to get killed. So he went after me because I, he's like, I don't want to lose you. You know, so and you actually experienced of of being protected when somebody tried to kill you yes. and somebody else died for you instead. Yes. So I'm like, this is real. This is real. Yes, uh, just a lot. I, now that I look back, God's been with me since day one. Right. This whole journey, I've never been alone. So did your uncle get through to you to turn your life around? He did somewhat, but uh, I was so stuck and stubborn that he, he took me to his chaplain that helped him to get saved in prison, a chaplain from prison. <laughs> so, yeah. no so he took me You there. went to prison to get saved and walk back out. That's <laughs> well, funny. Yeah, That's yeah, funny. Yeah, it's, it, <laughs> it was awesome because uh, uh, even he threw me out of his house because he, I wasn't ready until when I was when I was going to walk out of his house because I, I thought that if this is for real, then this is really what's going on, then how can we just sit back at home and watch people go to hell if this is true, what wow. they believe? So I confronted the chaplain in that sense, and he got really offended. But then I was like, I knew it. So I'm walking out, and right when I opened the screen door to step out, I literally felt like like I got sucked in my chest to the point that I thought I was going to die. Wow, and I'll hold you right there. Yes. It's amazing when the question becomes the calling of your life. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
Peace is beautiful. However, finding peace is not always easy. But the result when you get there is life-changing. Are you ready to dream bigger, pray bigger, believe bigger, and live bigger? If you want to break free from dull Christianity and transform to a vibrant, active believer, what are you waiting for? Dare to Believe Big teaches you to believe like never before. It is time to grow, evolve, and expand. Discover four words that can transform your life. Are you ready to build a relationship with God? God has incredible plans for you. It is an exciting opportunity, and you can live each day with a high expectation of what God will do next. Don't wait any longer and sign up for your new free membership. Sign up now and get a free gift at daretobelievebig.com. So Jesse, there is that moment you finally met a chaplain. You went into prison to meet Jesus yes. as a volunteer. Yes. And then you got mad at him. Yes. Why? Uh, just because I had a, a mindset a demonic mindset, you could say, of just looking at people that were religious or Christians or whatever, that they were just kind of being safe and just doing things that is for themselves. So I had this ugly... Well, I can image. see where that came from. Yeah. You know, your parents were never helped by that. You were always in survival mode. Yes. Uh, you had to take matters into your own hands, in yes. your opinion, right? Yes. So what did you tell him? <laughs> so uh, just pretty much telling him what I thought. Uh, he didn't like it. He yeah. didn't take that lightly. <laughs> and uh, he asked me to leave. Well, no, 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 actually asked me, told me, get out of here. You don't want to learn. You're not ready to know the truth yet. And I pretty much told him exactly why people are not coming to you or to your church and all that. Because look at this. This is not love or whatever. I thought I'm walking out the door with my head up high and like, ha, ah, I'm going to walk home or whatever it is. Uh, Right when I opened the door, I literally felt a blow to my chest to the point that I thought I was going to die. Like a heart attack. I just, I remember I couldn't breathe. I just felt like I was going to die. I literally felt I was going to die. The, I, now I know it was the fear of the Lord. Wow. And what I heard in my mind, in my spirit, in my head, shut your mouth, sit down, Whoa. and listen. When I came back in, I sat down on the couch. You went he, back into the I chapter? Did. I did. I came back. I sat on the couch. He looks at me. This was about three. This was like early. It was early. And then he looks at me, and he had his Bible. And he's looking at me. He goes, hmm, God, God spoke to you, huh? And I'm all. <laughs> he told me to. He's like, and now you're ready to listen, huh? I'm all, hmm. He's like, hmm. Okay, let me start reading to you. He started in the book of Revelation. Reading. Revelation? Yes, he wanted to hit me hard because he knew, he only, I guess he knew he might have a little bit of time with me being quiet and listening. So he just let me have it in the sense of uh, having me realize there's more going on than I ever knew. Wow, I would have started with love with John 3, 16, oh, no. but no. No, he's not a normal chaplain. Uh, he was actually... He came out of the prison himself. He was he was very involved in stuff with the the the, he the, knew. Ma the mafia inside the prison. Uh, they never let him. They never let people that want to get out of it live. Like the only way. And that out. was you. No, that was the chaplain. So he was an intense guy. So he 
uh, the only they let him they let him live and become a chaplain because they knew that Jesus really did change his life and change. So he had a testimony that I kind of was like, wow, this guy's real. Uh-huh. And uh, so he, uh, for him to talk to me and disciple me, uh, part of my disciplement, he, uh, I just learned how I needed to learn. Wow. And he spoke my language because he was also a lot of similarities. Was there a change immediately at that point? Definitely, because the fear of the Lord came oh. on me. Yeah, I, I the beginning of wisdom. And wow. it was like, for real, the beginning of wisdom. Because I realized how lost I was. I realized everything I've been looking for was there. Um, everything that I know I needed to just dive into was in the Word. And I uh, hunger for the Word of God was was planning in me that grew, that I'm still hungry. Wow. You know? Uh, what I love about you is you're so real. You're just, you're the real deal. And I, I'm thinking, I know you love to do dance parties. Yes. So what God gave you as comfort growing up as a child, yes. how could you translate that today in, in like parties are, the world's parties are something yeah. else. So how did that all transform in where you're at now? Well, um, just, you know, what I, what we're talking about, how I was in survivor mode, this is pretty much how we grew up in survivor right. mode. It was always serious. It was always, you know, we're always, you know, trying to be ahead of everyone. We're always, you know, kind of like chest. We're always a few moves ahead. Um, I didn't trust nobody. I was, and I always watched my back against it. I was always trying to capitalize on it. Like, it was always like that. It was just, no one's going to beat me or gain more than me around me. So, from that, uh, having that just removed in the sense of having a place where you could just have fun and l- drop your guard. Mm-hmm. Literally, like, put your gun down, you know, and just let your hair down, just have fun. It was really rare and very precious. So, with that, I just... I, I knew that that was something that was not only essential for my my own life, but it was something that the world needed. And not only that, but I see that I, my eyes were open that the body needed that, like joy, celebration. And that's pretty much what I, was presented to me with God, with the Holy Spirit, was like, there's joy. Uh, heaven is a fun Awesome, amazing place. Oh, and it's not a quiet symphony. No, it's it not. is a blast. It's the party. So, so I just started getting all that revelation and understanding. Like, what? Is, it's not just. I mean, don't get wrong. There's time to be all somber and just uh-uh. reverence and holy. But Let's in reality, God wants, <laughs> God wants us to truly rejoice. Because yes. see, this is where it came to be uh, more than just religion, and it became out very religious is that it's a relationship and it's a relationship to the point that he wants you to truly have not only fun but what true fun and joy is isn't that what you were created kind of exactly so i was like oh this little five seconds of joy that i used to have or fun with 95 percent of everything just being chaos and and madness it was like no it's it should be the other way around it should be all for our joy then you do get serious when it's between you and daddy because wow. that's where it's at the intimacy oh i've had god tell me before he said hey let's just have a cup of coffee that's what you love Isn't to do awesome? take your time yes. just 10 minutes let's just 
have a Let's good time. I'm like, wait, what? Did I hear that right? Yeah. You know? So if you could give one big word right now, if there was one word you could share that was the biggest impact for you, what would it be? Joy. 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 The true meaning of joy. It's not happiness. It's not by chance. It's not it might happen or not. It's you choose. What you're really telling me, you were not created for war. You were not created for depression. You were not created no. for destruction. You were created to have joy. To have joy. Wow. And to rejoice in Him. And to be with Him. And that's where the real party began in my life. I want to come to one of your parties someday. Because I've, I've seen them. And yeah. they look like fun. Yes. <laughs> like fun if anybody wants to find out more about these parties what is your website our website is psimvip.com and it stands for prophetic sounds ps uh, i am stands for international copy movement and and pa and uh, vip stands for victorious intimate praise that sounds like fun that sounds like a fun. Thank you, Jesse. And then it's just amazing because uh, we shared a little bit about the darkness that the Bible talks about that we get sucked into. But what I didn't share with you out of Ephesians 6 is that God wants to put on you an entire armor. He wants to put on you truth, the belt of truth. He wants to put on you the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation. And he wants to put on you shoes of peace. You have a shield of faith and a sword of a spirit. And there is a lot more about that. If you're in that spot that you really want prayer or connection, please connect with us at 855-515-5550 or go to barbtv.org because you just like Jesse, were created for more. Jesse, yeah. thank you for the real peace that oh, you have shared with us you. that is no longer Hallelujah. a chaos. <laughs> thank you for coming to us. Thank you for having me. And I just want you to know right now is that you might think there is no hope for you, that you're lonely, that you're struggling, and there is nothing in the world that can fix it. Well, if Jesse found the answer, so can you. And there is a mighty God Almighty that is there for you to guide you to direct you and to help you. All you have to do is ask. Amen. So I'm asking you right now, will you take a bold risk and ask the Father that loves you more than anything else to help? Have a great day. Seventy percent of adults experience at least one traumatic event in their lifetime. And your son went to Iraq. Everybody was surprised he went and he did not come back the same. What happened? Oh my God. So grass, did it get worse? Did they actually have him see a doctor? Did they help him? What happened in, initially, no one wanted to hear me. So I got on my horn, I got my congressman involved, I got my senator involved, I called the mayor. I was calling everybody, anybody that had some level of power.